On this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, I'll be covering Prince's version of the Apollonia 6 hit, well, quote-unquote hit, Sex Shooter. Prince's version can be found on the Originals album from 2019, while Apollonia 6's version can be found on their self-titled 1984 LP. I use the term quote-unquote hit because, you know, this was, Sex Shooter was released as a single, the first single from the Apollonia 6 album, back in August of 84, shortly after the Purple Rain movie was released in theaters. And then it would, you know, the, the album would come a couple months later in the fall of 84, but it didn't really make a splash, so in spite of its placement, prominent placement in the film, in the, there's the scene where Apollonia 6 are performing Sex Shooter for a rapt audience at a club that the name, the, the fake name of the club is escaping me at this time, and I'm sure anybody listening to this will probably be just telling me <laughs> that I can't, I wish I could hear you and just put it in the episode, but I can't, so just tell me. Um, I forget, but I, I believe it was the Turf Club is the name of the club in real life in St. Paul, but I forget the name of the club that they play the fake name. Uh, it's unfortunate because they use the real name of First Avenue for, um, you know, the main performances by the Revolution and the Time, but then they had Apollonia Six like do this, you know, sideshow, which I guess makes sense. They up-and-coming band they needed a, a smaller venue to attract potential fans and audiences to a larger performance at first avenue later um but that's a definite definite tangent and i just went on so forgive me for that according to prince vault the song was originally tracked with prince's lead vocals in april of 83 at his kiowa trail home studio in chanhassen minnesota at this early stage of the Purple Rain album and movie development, it, it would have been identified as a prospective Vanity 6 track. It isn't clear to me that if there's a version with Vanity's vocals on it, uh, I would love to hear it if there was, but it's possible that Prince wrote it, of course, with Vanity's vocals in mind, um, tabled that, or you know, uh, procrastinated in getting her in the studio to record vocals, and then by the time... Um, it was needed for tracking to be put in the album and or to be put in the movie first, I guess. Uh, she had already left, so then there was no need to to get her vocals on the song, and of course it was Apollonia's vocals that was used. So I don't know if there's a Vanity version or not. After Vanity left the group, and of course the Purple Rain project, Apollonia you know, was swapped out like a one-for-one -one replacement, essentially, with Brenda and Susan. And she recorded her lead vocals in the fall of 83, so it can be included in the film. And it's the only song performed by Apollonia 6 in the movie. Uh, a little side note, Prince reused a portion of the song's music, a slowed-down portion of the, the music, but the music nonetheless... For She's Always in My Hair, which ended up being released as a B-side to Raspberry Beret in 1985. However, She's Always in My Hair was also recorded around the same time as uh, Sex Shooter, so it's certainly, um, you know, the, the dates are similar, so 
Uh, I, I'm trying to remember if I've heard the original version of She's Always in My Hair. I want to say I have. Yeah, I, I believe he did. I believe the version from late 83 is very, very similar to what was ultimately released in 85 as the B-side to Raspberry Beret. So yes, Prince did Sex Shooter first, and then recorded She's Always in My Hair and used that slowed down in that version shortly after. So, okay, that's clear. So the song itself uses a lot of euphemisms. I mean, the title, Sex Shooter, is a play on words to the term, the slang term for a gun, six shooter, in reference to the the bullets, the number of bullets that can be held in a revolver's chamber, six. So right off the bat, you've got you've got that pun, um, and the song is sung from the perspective of a woman who's expressing her desire to please her man. It's it's a really simple song that's meant to kind of arouse men or women who are attracted to Apollonia. I guess anybody attracted to Apollonia, (laughs) uh, regardless of your gender or your sexuality, that's the target audience for this song. The, the, The group, similar to Vanity Six, you know, uh, had a very similar look and style. Apollonia 6, that is. Had a very similar look and style to Vanity 6. So Vanity 6 ooze sexuality in their promotional materials, their music videos, and the lyrics to the songs that they sung. Apollonia 6 did does the exact same thing. Like, they're on stage at this club in the film. They are Apollonia... Brenda Bennett, Susan Moonsey, they're all on stage in lingerie. Uh, underwear, bras, the bare minimum clothing, <laughs> you know, that you can get away with in, in public. And, uh, and they're singing a song about sex and about being turned on, wanting to be turned on, wanting to get off, wanting to get you off, the entire song is intended to arouse and uh, turn the audience on, turn the listener on. And because it's sung from the perspective of a woman, but written by a man, I can't help but think that Prince is definitely writing the song, or wrote this song from a fantastical point of view, like man, men's fantasy, like penthouse forum style fantasies where a barely dressed woman approaches a man and and essentially tells him, I need you to get me off. You know, I mean, let's, let's go through the lyrics and you'll just, hopefully I'll be able to make my point. you to get me off i'm a bomb baby ready to explode i need you to get me off be your slave do anything i'm told now you can't tell me that these lyrics don't 
scream men's fantasy. She doesn't need herself. You know, she's she's basically saying, I can't do this by myself. I need you to get me off. I'm I'm a bubbling over with sexual frustration. I'm a bomb, baby. So here's another euphemism. She's a bomb that's about to explode. And of course, explode is a euphemism for orgasm. So she she's obviously very horny. She wants she wants to get off. She doesn't want to do it by herself or can't do it by herself, so she claims she needs a man. She needs you. I need you to get me off. Help me explode. I need you to get me off. I'll be your slave. Do anything I'm told. I mean, <laughs> let's let's just lay it out there. The, you know, the whole slave aspect uh, has questionable connotations when you look at it from certain angles, but written by a black man in reference to a woman's sexuality, then it, it, it doesn't quite have the same context and meaning behind it. So Britney Spears famously had a, a hit song decades later, I'm a Slave for You. And that, that idea of woman as slave, men's sex slave, and how I, I don't know somebody correct me was that Britney Spears song written by a man <laughs> I know she does write some of some of her own songs but uh, I know she also has lots of help with her songwriting and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if that Britney Spears song was also written by a man just like this song written by a man so the idea of a woman as a man's sex slave is a fantasy that dates back, I'm sure, to long before pornography, modern pornography, long before Penthouse, and long before, you know, TV movies and music existed. There were sex slaves. I mean, let's just be honest that, that, that those were and are a thing, unfortunately. But in this case, the woman in this song is fully complicit. She's offering her services. She's not being forced. But again, written by me. The chorus, because I'm a sex shooter, shooting love in your direction. I'm a sex shooter. Come and play with my affection. Uh, shooting love in your direction, you know, I mean, doesn't have to be taken literally. I always thought it was a little odd. There's a there's lines later that I will definitely point to, but the idea of that this woman shooting love in your direction, uh, I mean, guess just that could be implied that she's meaning like I'm offering, quote unquote, love offering sex I'm shooting it in your direction because of Ken you know we got the play on words about a sex shooter aka a six shooter which shoots it's a gun it's a revolver so you got to continue with that with that theme if you're Prince and writing this song need 
I need you to pull my trigger, baby. I can't do it alone. I need you to be my main thing, plaything, pillar of stone. So there's another reference, pulling the trigger. So the gun references keep coming. The gun euphemisms keep coming. There, I can't do it alone, like I mentioned in the first verse. I need you to get me off. And here she says, I can't do it alone. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure uh, this the woman of this song has masturbated before. You can't convince me that um, she has not figured out how to masturbate and, and make herself orgasm without the help of anyone else. But in, in you know, again, in this fantasy song, and you got to think of it again as in the context of the film, Morris is trying to sell Apollonia 6 as this hot, sexy band, you know, that's going to usurp the revolution uh, as a potential new artist or new group that's going to be performing uh, at First Avenue. You know, he's selling sex. Morris Day knows he's selling sex. He sells it to, to Billy, and he's selling it to the audience at this club. So the sex shooter is intended to be a overtly sexual song that's meant to titillate titillate the audience titillate um listeners in general so yeah it's a, it's a bit corny like some of these lines are se- certainly a little bit eye rolling eye roll inducing and i think that's why it was looked at un- uh, maybe a tad bit unfavorably at the time i somebody uh Again, I could Google it, but I don't want to really pause. But I think this song was pretty derided upon its inclusion of inclusion in the film, either looked at as a a bad song, like objectively bad song, because of how just kind of I don't know, gross <laughs> some of the lyrics are. I mean, the performance of the song and Prince's lyrics give it a very like burlesque feel i get the feeling that this song was intended to do the same things like that a a burlesque show would have done back in the day back when you know these were a popular popular means for entertainment i mean these these women do everything on stage besides strip nude I mean, they're barely wearing anything to begin with. And then they're singing a song about sex. Everybody seems to be into it in the crowd, men and women. But you can think of re- replacing that crowd with a all-male crowd at a strip club or, like I said, a, a gentleman's club. Um and it wouldn't seem out of place. The final act, of course, would be them taking their their clothes off entirely, but it's like, this is just the lead-up. This is just the tease. And how it relates back to the movie is this is supposed to be just a teaser show, a teaser track, with the intention of gaining a wider audience. Like, oh, we need to see what these women are going to do in a larger performance in a, in a longer show what other songs do they have <laughs> what other titillating tracks and lyrics are they going to 
you know, present to us. So I do think Prince knew what he was doing. I do think he knows it was a little over the top. The sexuality was a bit over the top. I mean, the whole Vanity Six project and Apollonia Six project to a slightly lesser extent when you talk about the overall album, but the song certainly falls in line with that, was over the top. No question. Over top sexuality on display. The uh, I Need You to Be My Main Thing, Plaything, Pillar of Stone. Of course, you know, you can look at that as being a reference to the man's erection. Um, again, another fantasy idea, like, I need your body, I need your penis, I need your... <laughs> I, I need what you can give me and not what I can give myself. The uh, course is the same. I'm a sex shooter, shooting love in your direction. I'm a sex shooter, come and play with my affection. Then, after that, you get this uh, kind of fun line, come on, kiss the gun, and that'll be repeated later. But kissing the gun, <laughs> this one, this one uh, cracks me up because I, what's the gun in Apollonia's case? Is she talking about her breasts? Uh, is she talking about her vagina? I don't know what the gun is. Like if this was sung by a man, come on, kiss the gun. I mean, that I think there's a kiss song called Love Gun, maybe, if I'm not mistaken so the gun as a euphemism for the penis is pretty pretty obvious pretty uh standard but what is she referring to when she's telling him or us to kiss the gun i don't know it's kind of fun to think about though i guess <laughs> Then there's this like little spoken word section, the bridge. No girl's body can compete with mine. No girl's rap can top my lines. No girl's kiss can ring your chimes. Come on, baby, let's make some time. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about that so much. I mean, she's just building herself up to be the reason why he should pick her instead of anybody else. You know, she's saying, I've got a great body, I've got a banging body, I have game, apparently. No girl's rap can top my lines. I don't know why she thinks she needs game, <laughs> but she says she's got it. No girl's kiss can ring your chimes. So, you know, she's saying she's basically a, an amazing lover. Let's make some time. Um, of course, let's make some time is a euphemism for let's have sex. So, again, that's what this whole song is about. As I mentioned. So again, I towards the end of the song, you know, it's just more repeating of the I'm a sex shooter shooting love in your direction. I'm a sex shooter, come and play with my affection. All the nasty people sing it, and then you have some more repeated of the kiss the gun, I'm guaranteed for fun. Come on, kiss the gun, I'm guaranteed for fun. Uh 
And I just find it interesting that the song emphasizes shooting because of the the revolver and gun references and the in the play on words there with the title. It would make more sense if this was sung by a man, I guess, just from the standpoint that, as I mentioned before, the gun is a tip more typically has been more typically in the past used as a euphemism for male genitalia. And shooting, I mean, kissing the gun would be then an obvious clear oral, oral sex reference. And then to shoot love, men ejaculate. Um, that is something, you know, when a, when a guy ejaculates, they'll say, I shot my load, or, you know, shooting my load. Shooting love <laughs> is the, is, you know, the PG-13 way of paraphrasing that. So the fact that this woman is shooting love and she has a gun to be kissed, it does make it less obvious what the reference is to, but it um, makes it a little more interesting and I think a bit more intriguing from that perspective. I don't see this. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine this song being sung by a man, um, but maybe in a campy way, maybe like in a really campy way where you know, Amanda's being superly, super overtly sexual in the way that, you know, Apollonia is in this song. And of course, if the audience is different, like a man singing it to another man, or like I said, in a campy way, a man singing it to a woman, it might, it might be amusing, I guess, as long as it's not done super serious. <laughs> Cause I don't know, I can't envision this being a serious song sung seriously by a man regardless of their sexuality and who their audience is but maybe 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 with the right guy with the right attitude and the right performance this this could work this could be a a gender flip song because it does make a little more sense (laughs) if it was sung by a man so uh, that's my take on sex shooter great song i i thought it was super campy at the time. I didn't understand what camp was in 1984 as a child, as a, you know, preteen. But even I felt like, wow, this, the song is saying nothing, you know, it doesn't have the same, it didn't appear to me to have the same care taken to the writing of the lyrics. The lyrics seemed very simple, very like thrown together, very obvious euphemisms and play on words and I didn't think it held up to the rest of the songs on Purple Rain the album itself I mean I, I still don't but as an Apollonia 6 song I really dig it So, and, and Prince's version of the song is fun too it's, it's very similar of course because it's mostly just a, a vocal swap but I've grown to really love this song, bottom line. I didn't I didn't think it was all that great. And I was probably one of the detractors back in 84 that thought that this was a weak track and a weak moment in the film that was just meant to titillate. And it wasn't subtle at all. I guess maybe I was looking for more subtlety, which is really odd to think of. You know, you think children don't really want subtlety, but... And while I was 
interested in the visuals around the performance of the song in the film, the song itself didn't do much for me. But it does now. So what do you think about Sex Shooter? Uh, I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts on Sex Shooter or on the lyrics themselves, things that I missed, aspects of the song that you think I did not touch on and would like to bring up. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at PressRewind.net and um, on social media, of course, as well. I'm, I'm on X slash Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So this has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. And until next time, goodbye. Shooter, never mind,